I listen to my favourite podcast of all, the Promoter Mouths Podcast. Make sure you all tune in because it is so fantastic. We love it. Time again for episode number 36 of the Promoter Mouse podcast. Hello, Pablo. Hello, Kai. How you been doing? Yes, really good. It's really good. Nice to have you around again. Yeah, we. I was just thinking that uh, we started in winter, we did the whole spring, um, now we're pretty much nailed summer. And going on into autumn, and it'll be a full cycle soon. It will be. We'll be seasoned gentlemen, yeah. or seasonal gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's been your favourite season so far? I always tell myself not to have a favourite season because you can't control it. Um, being brought up in Manchester as a kid, I, I still maintain that you shouldn't let weather dictate your mood swings. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, because if you live in Manchester, you, you know, it's going to be pretty grim. That's a good uh, mantra to live by, that is. No such, no such thing as bad weather, but poor choice in clothing. Oh, very nice. I like that. Yeah. yeah. What What's your choice of uh, attire for, let's say, a winter's, cold winter's evening in Manchester? Jeans, T-shirt. Pretty much what you'd be wearing in the spring? Yeah. And the summer? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I remember going up to Manchester in the winter. We went to the Hacienda and a few other places and... It was winter, but all the women were wearing really short skirts with their bra tops on and things like that. They're hardcore. Yeah, yeah. They know, yeah. Yeah. I remember that vividly. You don't want to pay uh, the cloak room at the Hacienda. Oh, is that, is that why they go out wearing barely anything? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's not so much paying for it. It's the, uh, it's, it's the fuckery with queuing, especially on the way out when you just want to get out. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure I would freeze my bollocks off, though. In yeah. favour of that for a couple of quid. Yeah, well, they're acclimatised. Mm. Who should we have introducing it today, Pablo? Uh, I'll take a day off and oh. I'll let you choose. All right. Two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, they have joined together with the aim of banging on about UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. And we are still doing that. Yeah, we are indeed. Seven, eight months on, we are still true to our word. And thank you for Tony for that. And can I just say, uh, thanks for the sneak preview of your pod with Tony. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, it's definitely coming on. It's coming on, isn't it? We yeah, are, yeah. We're, we're not there with it yet. We, I, we keep listening to it and there's there are merits in all of them. I don't think you're that far away. Hmm. It was a bit more fun, the last one. The yeah. middle one, we we did the uh, top ten worst people in the world ever. Really brought the mood down. It did bring the mood down. <laughs> it wasn't quite as upbeat as we thought it might be. It was a, just a lot of death and a lot of people killing. You want to go with something like top ten daft hats? Mm. Well, yeah. we were looking at best-dressed dictators. 
Yeah, the despots. Yeah, it's good that I listened to that. But you didn't once mention that uh, the Nazis were attired by uh, Hugo Boss. Oh, I think we did in a previous uh, oh, previous edition. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. They didn't get there though. No, because I think I can't remember who won it. Um, anyway, that's the sort of nonsense we're going <laughs> going with. Yeah, a bit of comedy chat, and there's uh, yeah, a few bits and pieces now. I'm quite quite enjoying it. Yeah, look forward to it, Kai. What we've got, we, we're going to have a week roundup in a minute. Then praise be. Comedy rumours. Forward slash. Shithousery. Parking like a twat in London and Ched Grave. Seagull news. Oh, yeah. Opinion whores. Hellfire and damnation. Contrition. Seagull news is still in, is it, Pablo? Yeah, it, it is. Still okay. in still in with purpose. There never seems to be a shortage of oh, seagull yeah. news. Yeah, well, there's not. It's, uh, it's what's happening. How do you think it's going, the seagull news oh, aspect yeah. of the pod? Fantastic. It's, it's definitely the best. You know, it could have its own breakout pod. Well, that's the sort of thing a man who puts seagull news <laughs> in a podcast might say. <laughs> I wonder if his partner would say the same. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're getting on board, aren't you? Yep, I think I am. I haven't put anything in this week, though. I have. Oh, I have. <laughs> don't, don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, listeners, plenty of seagull news to I come. think it is a section of the show I don't need to try too hard on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, the story you had last week was pretty cool. So what have you been up to this week? Oh, ah, right. Well, uh, of, avoiding death. Um, yeah. Uh, in last week's episode, you were speculating about me nearly dying and you trying to grab hold of my gigs. That, that nearly came to fruition early in the week. Oh, yeah. How come? Um, well, Mrs. Pablo tried to murder me. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I say murder. That's sort of overstating a bit. But it wasn't even the worst thing she did. I'll come on to that. So you're saying right. attempted murder. That's what you're saying? Yeah. Live on air? I'm not even... I'm not even worth more dead than alive yet. She has to marry me first before she does that. So so what? how did how did that come about? What, what weapon did she use? Her v- vehicle. Oh, yeah. So, it, out of the kindness of her heart, she was dropping me in work because I left my car in Neutsch the night before. And uh, I said to her, I said, look, just pull over um, at these temporary lights and I'll jump out. And I went to get to, I went to jump out. Um, it was taking me time. I gave her a kiss on the cheek and said goodbye. And as I was halfway out of the car, she just shot off down the road. Wow. And, I, and this was right outside my work, and I was doing somersaults and tumbling around, and people come rushing over and making sure it was all right. Look, it, it would have looked like I'd been thrown out of the car by a gangster. Oh, it might have looked like she tried to kiss you, and you escaped. Oh, yeah. Through the door of a moving vehicle. Yeah, like in Grand Theft Auto or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, you know, I still got bruised ass. Did you go proper tumble? Proper tumble, yeah. <laughs> Nearly went under the bloody car. Oh dear! Yeah, so it could have been worse, but uh, yeah, but it, it, Mrs. Pablo was uh, pretty shook up by it. I mean, I was obviously as well, but like when she realised what had gone down, yeah, she's already yeah. picked her dress, hasn't she? So yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I don't imagine know, she was smaller there. But that's not the worst thing she did. The worst thing she did. Have you you got your Spotify on, on Alexa? No, I have. Right, and I went upstairs. She told my Alexa to play. Uh, songs by Five Star. You know the shit eighties band. Well, yeah, they were all right at the time. They were a shit eighties band, and that properly, properly fucks with my algorithm. So now, when I'm going out for a run, I'm listening to uh, all my favourite indie or sort of 
dance music or whatever, when it's stuck, I get fucking five stars. Oh, what's their top song? What's the one that made them famous? I don't know. I tried to sort of... Well, we saw them. Um, we saw them at the uh, uh, Let's Rock Norwich. And, uh, yeah, there's only one star now. Uh, there used to be five star. There's one star. Apparently she's had a lot of work on work done on a kite. I didn't get down the front. I didn't... Uh, I wasn't into it. What's happened, what's happened to the other four? I don't know. Maybe they just realised how shit they were and thought they'd better stop. No. I'd, I'd like to think so. Every every one of their songs sounds like a B-rate Michael Jackson song. Okay, yeah. Let Me Be The One, Rain or Shine, System Addict. Yeah, oh, yeah I'd yeah, go with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Rain or Shine was their big one. Okay. It should be called Rain or Shite. Pablo. Yeah. That's unfair. They're yeah. talented artists. But anyway, Mrs. Pablo, if you listen, you can throw me out your car any time you like. Just lay off my bloody Alexa with your shit music. I tell you what, Mrs. Pablo was the only person I know, and she admitted this to me. She had a car broken into in the 90s, right? Do you know when you used to have CDs everywhere? Yeah. Not one was taken. Oh, that so, says a lot, doesn't that, it? That they, it? They were worth a bit back then. Yeah, exactly. They just looked at it, it went five-star, Rick Astley, um, whatever else, and thought, nah, sat this off. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're all right, Pablo. Doing the <laughs> Starsky and Hutch. I'm still bruised. Kind of. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's such a shame. I, uh, I went to Lowestoft. Ah, glorious Lowestoft. Yeah, and I was, I was quite taken aback by the place, I'll be honest. It's majestic, isn't it? Yeah, we went round, parked up in the train station car park. Yes. Took a wander into town. Yeah. And then I, I texted you almost immediately, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I got some it, weird texts from you. It was a bit like a... I, honestly, it was a bit like a fever dream. There were things just happening everywhere I looked. It was weird. Like, like what? Well, it started off with some fiddle player, some just um, fiddling for uh, for cash, yeah. but playing really badly, just barely... Barely, you could barely distinguish what tunes he was playing. Is this in the bit near... Um it used to be McDonald's, it's now Taco Bell, that bit. Yeah, down that part. That's where the bloke was arrested for sunbathing naked. Okay, yeah, that that would have been one of the fever dream moments. Yeah, oh, yeah. look, there's a naked bloke, a fiddle player, with that. that's the music of my fever dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what happened? Then there was a little scuffle broke out between a couple of um, um, vagrants, let's yeah. say, over probably over um, the sharing rights of a can of special brew. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Ca- carried on walking up the street, and then the alarm bell went off in the Tesco, and somebody ran out, and the woman came out and just watched him run away. So that was... <laughs> you're on minimum wage, you're not getting hurt for that. Spec savers, there were women coming out shouting on the roof. What? Uh, be- get down off the roof! Call the police, call the police, get down off the roof! And there so, was some so on the roof. Well, there was a bunch of kids running around on the roof of the Specsavers. It's their Christmas holidays. They've got to do something with the time. There were, and Not Christmas holidays, the summer holidays. In right. my fever dream, it smells of piss everywhere. And I wrote a little text to you saying, oh, I'm in Lowestoft. Mm. Um, what did I write? Something like... It smells of piss everywhere. Yeah. I can't remember the, my, my actual words, but it was like, what the fuck? Or something. Uh, it, look, it was really bad. Yeah, they've got to get that bit. That walk that you did from the station going up the high street there, yeah, it's a bit... It, it, it's like 
everything's in black and white, and it feels like he just stepped into a bloody Dickens novel. That Everyone's was it, kind yeah. of misshapen and uh, yeah. sort of all over the place. But that's not all the lower stuff. You saw a few square metres of it. That's that, that's all he saw. There, there, there's some lovely bits. If you'd have gone slightly in the other direction, you could have got yourself some craft ales from the pavilion where they have live bands on, and mm. it's lovely, just by the sea. We went over by the pavilion, by yeah. the pier thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's all kind of overgrown, but it's all concrete, but it's overgrown concrete. It's all got tufts of grass poking out. The seagulls are hovering, waiting for some chips. Or near the fountains. Yeah, they've turned those off. There's no fountains anymore. Yeah, honestly, it's a bleak place. And there were little groups of tourists, and I don't know what they were expecting. They're from Essex. That's a step up for them. Well, yeah, these were Germans, and I was thinking... Oh, well, yeah. there you go, yeah. They're probably looking at the craftsmanship of this place. Having a look. It was heavily bombed during the war, so they're probably having a look to see... Uh, see, what, see their work. <laughs> yeah, see yeah. their handiwork. They haven't, haven't fixed it yet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I would recommend people go there and make a judgment for themselves. They're, they're a nice bits. Go on board, go to the Commodore, have a pint, and uh, watch the sunset. Oh, there was a bloke the... sat out in his... So it was one of the sort of... Multi, well, the big houses were about four floors, and he was sat in the car park area outside with a couple of chairs with his music on full blast, just in his shorts, nothing else, drinking lager at 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, so I live, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they could do better. Lowestoft's one of the few places I've seen grown men on a skateboard. Mind you, I have seen it in Lauderdale before. I still as well, don't yeah. mind that, you see. I still don't mind oh, grown men on skateboards. Weird. There's a, you see a lot of um, wolf fleeces in Lower Stuft. Oh. It's Wolf Fleece Central. Go watch out for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Make your own judgment up if you go there. But don't go there. I went to Bristol. Yes. You, how, did it, how did it go? I went on a solo road trip to Bristol. Ah, you, you got a free pass, did I you? I did. And I got the train. And it took about four hours to get there. Although there was a, an hour delay in Norwich because somebody got hit by a train in Dis. And you know what? My first thought was... Bloody suicidal bastards. And my first thought was, uh, what, what, um, how inconsiderate yeah, of yeah. them. Somebody was having a bad day. Like, yeah, and yeah. I was going to be late. But then I started thinking, actually, it's not, it's not, so, much, it's not so bad for me, is it? It's probably yeah. worse for them. Yeah, I know whoever they're related to. But anyway, let's keep it, the mood up. No, the they didn't get killed, though. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get killed. Oh, oh, <laughs> just maimed. They were one of the lucky ones. <laughs> anyway, right. so anyway, Bristol, I went there to see Harry Mack. Oh, you said you were going to see Harry Mack. He's the uh, young rapper chap. Yeah, me and my mate went there. And yes, we were among the oldest in the in the crowd. Yeah. And we were stood there at the back, sort of tutting at the poor quality of sound. And oh. uh, it was full of, uh, you know, quite a few baseball caps in there. Yeah. It's got to be said for a freestyle rapper. Um, was it the best thing ever? I would say not really. I'm not saying it wasn't worth the, the journey. I still, am a, I still am a fan, but yeah, he's not very good live. He's not very good live in a I- big room full of drunk people. Given that he's freestyling, I imagine he has good nights and bad nights. No, he was good at what he was doing. It's just the the show was put together in a way which um, left the crowd sort of... He was just sort of background noise at times, and they were just sort of talking. They they like the really exciting stuff where he gets words off people. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and so when he was doing other stuff, like he got three people up off the from the crowd onto onto the stage, and it was a bit like a holiday camp, you know, when the reps get yeah. somebody up and they sort of have a bit of fun with them. And it just didn't quite, it didn't quite hit there. Anyway, he's very good, but um, yeah, that was quite a night. Ended up getting 
uh, quite jolly. How, how many how many nights were you, were you away getting jolly for? Only one. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, then was I was that, just getting jolly on the trains. Right. Right. Very nice. Mm. Nice to get a pass sometimes, isn't it? And just sort of pretend you, you, that you're young. It was good, yeah. Checking back in, you know, sending uh, messages home just to show that I'm safe and well Yeah. in between. Yeah, better send this now before <laughs> yeah. I get hammered. Well, I'm you. feeling all right at the moment. I better send one. <laughs> yeah. Check, checking the dead morning after. What, what did I send last night? But then the next day I hired, um, I went to Frenchay, uh, which is where I'm from, and I, and I got the bus to the UWE, and it was a couple of miles from where I needed to be. And so I hired, rented one of those little e-scooters. Oh, yeah. Ever done that? I've always wanted to, but I think now I'm a bit older, I think my balance might be shit. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. It's only like eight quid for two hours, and you can use that two hours across the day. You can get them in Norwich, can't you? Mm. Going to have to try it one day, before I am actually too old. I only needed to get it from the bus stop to the church and then back, right? Yeah. And then... I got to the church and then I thought, hang on, I reckon I could probably go all the way back into town. So I went seven odd miles all the way to Clifton, right. on and along, on the roads. It was amazing, mate. Brilliant. Yeah. I, yeah. Felt, I felt like a proper little Izumi. What was you going to the church for? Were you having a word with Jesus? No, put some flowers for my sister's uh, grave. Oh. It's what we do nowadays. <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I did wonder whether to sort of ask what was going on. Yeah, no, no, that was all. Uh, So I was there with my my flowers on this scooter, zooming about. Yeah, it was great, man. God bless you. Um, But yeah, you should do it. Honestly, better than a taxi. But I've never met your sister. I went... (laughs) 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 You've put fat fighters. I have, yeah, yeah. Well, I I got my half stone award at last. But I was there with uh, Mrs. Pablo and just... Little things chuckle me, make me chuckle about this uh, whole experience. We went out to Let's Rock Norwich at the weekend and properly lodged it, and we had a meal for somebody's birthday. So I didn't really expect to lose much, but I lost half a pound. And uh, the lady was talking to us, and she said, "Oh well, you know, uh, how do you feel about your, you know, uh, how are you going to do next week?" and and how do you make sense of him actually losing weight? She, she said, "Well, he runs, he runs." And she said, oh, well, that body magic will make a difference. Body magic. Body magic. So it's not exercise, it's called body magic. Hey. I just thought, this is weird. I don't get enough body magic. (laughs) I highly recommend body magic. You need to see it. The way you say it, Kate, it sounds sounds like something you, you you might do on a... Saturday morning, if you're getting a bit lucky and you're going to get in a line. A bit of body magic. Yeah, fancy a bit of body magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Well, that helps you lose mate, weight as well. Yeah, yeah, it? it does, yeah. But, yeah oh, well, body magic. Well, congratulations on losing some. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. Do you share it among, um, out amongst yourselves, you and Mrs. Pablo? So if you if she puts some on and you take some off, do you say, well, that, between us, that's a pretty good week? But it's, a, it's, well, it's a chart that sort of goes, like, downwards, right? But it's like a roller coaster with bumps on. Okay. So that's how that's how you lose weight, really. But yeah, I got to properly go for it because I've got I've got some some getting married in November. Trying to lose weight for that, and beforehand got a f- four days stag doing Benidorm. I've just got to put it all back on again. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So I've really got to try and lose more than yeah. what I've 
going to put on. You need a little buffer there because you're going to yeah. get on to the wedding day. The first thing you're going to have to do when you get back is try your trousers on. I've got to look like Boris Johnson uh, in a suit. Yeah, it's like going to be a bit like, um, what do you call it, when, when they have like boxing. They've got trim down their weight after the weigh-in. Yeah. And they, yeah, then you just go for it. Go off eating steaks and burgers and shit. Wearing plastic bags, yeah. sitting in a sauna. I've put GCSE results. Ooh. Well, it's GCSE results day. Oh, yeah, and you're a teacher. Yeah, I, I didn't do any GCSEs this year, but it got me thinking about GCSE results. How did you get on? Oh, absolutely not very good, actually. No? Yeah, no, completely wrecked it. Unfortunately for me, GCSEs and the studying of them coincided with a time where I had discovered girls and alcohol. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, culturally where I lived, it was, uh, that's what you did. You went, went down the park. You went, you went down, well, you went down the pub and you... And what, 15, 16? Yeah. That's what, that's what it was like back then. Wow. Was it like that where you were? No. No, it was where we were. No, I managed to get away with it when I was 17, but now yeah, 16 yeah. a bit young. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, I was quite an old looking sort of uh, teenager as well. I, I wasn't well, a big I, park I mean, drinker, me. I mean, I think I've got nine GCSEs, but I think three, only three of them were any use to us. I got five Cs, two Ds and an E. Oh, that's similar to me. And I, I yeah. dropped one midway through and then, yeah, I could have done so much better. Now I look back and I see kids that are yeah. also of that sort of similar yeah. temperament and I think, yeah. Yeah, likewise. If only you knew, but you get on all right. I've got uh, uh, the, the ones... At sea and above, English, maths and religion. Well, I discovered in those later years, just when you needed to be in school doing your GCSEs and stuff, I discovered that you could go in, get registered, and then bunk off the afternoon, not oh, go to your lessons. Yeah, well, Nowadays, if you're not in a lesson, everybody's buzzing yeah, everybody yeah. else about, he's not here, and then they get somebody to go and the, look the, for you. There's probably a WhatsApp group that you're getting shamed on or something. Yeah, we were all over the place. We used to just go in, get our register we down. Did, and we, didn't even bother, we didn't even bother doing that. We'd, we'd get the bus to school, and me and my mate John, who might well be listening, um, we'd, we'd sit on the bus and we'd look at each other and we'd, like, we'd have, have a like, twinkle in your eye and you'd go, fuck it, should we stay on? Yeah. And we'd stay on and we'd just go into this sort of town centre <laughs> and just like doss around. Yeah, they're really hot on it nowadays, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it's a good thing they are. Well, it's it's a, it's safeguarding, they call it now, isn't it? You've got to be, yeah, they're responsible for you, and they just don't want to drop a bollock and, and yeah. be responsible for anything happening to you, I think. Well, but this, yeah. this was back in the days where kids were just sort of, like, kicked out of the house, let to, let loan free. Now they're all going to clubs and organised stuff, aren't they? Yeah. So it's different. And this is back where um, dogs used to get kicked out of the house like cats. Remember that? <laughs> Did that happen where you lived? No. That happened where we lived. People would kick the dog out and kick the cat out. And that's why, you know, you know the old hack joke about uh, not having white dog shit around anymore? Yeah. Well, I think it's true because it used to be in the 70s and 80s, kids would get kicked out of the house, but the dogs would as well. And right. obviously no one's picking up after dogs. So in the summer, you just, you know, you're seeing all these calcified like dog shits oh, everywhere. So that's maybe what it was. That's what it was. And and then people suddenly sort of grew up as a society and, uh, yeah, mm. and uh, stopped letting their dogs wander around the streets getting run over and doing poos everywhere. What was your best subject? What, in school? Yeah. English. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, it used to be good at stories, isn't it? I think I could probably order a couple of ice creams in La Rochelle in French. Yeah. Yeah. 
managed to learn that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was all right at French, but I didn't pass it because it was like the aforementioned bloody... I was always pissing about and getting yeah. sent out. I was one of them. Have I told you my experience in uh, San Marlo when uh, I was wandering around on a beach there and uh, somebody came up to me. I was with my then girlfriend. She's gone back years. was about 19 years old. And this uh, this fella came up to me, and I probably get the French wrong now, but at the time it was right. He said, uh, excusez-moi, monsieur, quelque manger prédici, right? Something like that, Ooh, which I think yeah. I, I probably missed that whole word or something. And and uh, I understood that to mean, is there anywhere to eat here? And I understood him, right? So I said, uh, oui, monsieur, uh, steak et frites sur la plage. I just literally walked past the sign that said steak and chips on the beach. And uh, and like I was really sort of sticking my chest down because I thought I'd just properly spoken <laughs> what French. Was, what was he asking for? No, he was asking for that, except when he got about a, a millimetre away from me, he said to his missus in his broad, accent, broad, broad man accent, see, I told you I could speak French. <laughs> <laughs> so we both had a shit French conversation with each other. Love it. That's nice. Praise be to Mondays. Yeah, so the happy Mondays, the great, fantastic, happy Mondays were, uh, they weren't headlining, but they were headliners for me. Banana Rama headlined. Can't mm. get over that. Mm. I don't know. I think they take it in turns. But it was just fantastic to see them. There was like the proper lineup, apart from obviously Sean Riley's brother, who sadly departed this earth about a year ago. Um, but other than that, top lineup. Uh, Rowetta, Bez and uh, Sean Ryder all there. Still going strong. Still going strong. Um, People weren't into it as as much as I thought they would do. Oh, right. You know, I mean, people, there were one or two that were sort of going for it. It's a certain age and a certain kind of um, lifestyle, let's say, people had back then. Yeah. If you like the Mondays. And probably not consistent with the other people who went for fucking five stars. Yeah, that's right. A banana rama or toya. Yeah, exactly. How was Toya? It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they were good, right? Um, yeah, they were good, yeah. The, yeah, the Mondays, yeah. I mean. I, I, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Toya was really good as well, actually. She got everybody going. I, I think her newfound popularity for basically getting a baps out on the uh, YouTube channel with husband, was, I think that's really won the affection of people. Yeah, it's a dream <laughs> so, come true, isn't it, yeah, for some? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Apparently she was seen on the way in by some people we went with and she was just, just sort of drove there herself with a with a, a dress on a hanger. And they're like, hello, Toya. And she's like, oh, hello. And she just drove in, did Love a gig it. and then drove off again. That's amazing, mate. Yeah. Um, I drank my own weight in bloody seven quid lager, though. Seven quid for a pint. Well, that's steep. It is steep. But I thought, you know. Big cues. I've, I've been good recently and I thought, I thought no, that was it. You just go, they had these uh, basically... You know those uh, pint pouring machines that was just, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so they had a few of them. What, do it yourself. No, no, no. They had them behind, and they had loads of staff. I mean, it's seven quid a go. I'll be honest. I think I'd rather pay seven quid a go than spend half my life stood queuing up for it. Yeah. You'd walk up, get it, and then walk back again. It was that was all out like that, but it was seven quid a go. But I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be expensive. But yeah, you don't mind it as a one-off. But how did the Monday sound? I thought... Better than they did back then? I thought they sounded like a complete symphony. I thought they were fantastic. But other people afterwards said they sounded a bit of a din. 
But bear in mind what I've just told you about the uh, the lager situation, <laughs> right? I think my ears might have been a bit. So well, you know all the words, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and I, and I was probably <laughs> singing over the top of it as well. So yeah, I was probably getting down to it. Brilliant. I've put proper mates. Oh, praise be to proper mates. Yes, you know people have got mates. You know, yeah. everyone's got mates. They've got you know. Of different levels, but proper mates. You got mates. Yeah. Well, I went to see my mate in Bristol, didn't I? He oh. came to the gig with me, and you know when you got a proper mate, you don't see them for a year or so or more, yeah. and then you rock up and there's nothing's changed. Yeah. Yeah. And you sit down, you none of these awkward silences. What yeah, does yeah. he think of me? Or have I yeah. said the wrong thing? None of yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you have a few pints, good old chinwag, catch up on stuff, you know, and just accept each other for who we are. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Fantastic. I, Women don't do that space in between, do they? I don't think not often, but blogs do. I mean, I've got I've got mates who are literally not seen for like years and years and years. I've got a couple of them come on my stag do, yeah, and, and I'm not seen. And it, it'll be like a sword on yesterday. I just know it, it will is, be. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And that's what I love about it. You know, they know they and also they know a lot more about you than many people as well. Yeah, you know they've got a lot of your secrets hidden, haven't they? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and yeah, you know it's just it was just a breeze, and I loved it. So yeah, that's to proper mates, my ah, mate Dave. Yeah. That was nice. Uh, you've put all the Edinburgh acts. Yeah, praise be. Yeah, they've done a good job. They've been up there for a month. This yeah. is the last week of the festival. Yeah, I've been following a few of them online, but the fact they've been up there, done it, all different levels. Yeah, fair play. And they've all learned yeah. something from it. And yeah. some of them have lost money, but they'll get a huge amount out of it. So I just wanted to praise because you know they still keep going back, even though they know it's going to cost them. So I'm all. I've always said, and we've been a bit. I've been a bit down on it on previous pods, but on the social medias, I've seen a lot more posit- positivity than I have seen in the previous years. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what, even the most experienced acts have been up there learning stuff and you know treating it like it's their first some of them you know they're getting their reviews and shouting about the good reviews and supporting each other i think it's awesome and uh yeah i still want to go up there yeah i'd like to i keep saying uh, it every year it's accommodation accommodation though isn't it they've they've done something weird with the rules on accommodation haven't they so it's, it prices have gone through the roof. You're talking three hundred quid a night in a budget hotel, aren't you? Yeah, or a hostel for fifty quid or something. You know, just yeah, for, for a bunk bed. And... Yeah, I'd maybe do that for for a couple of nights. That's about as much as I could handle. I mean, I'm too old for hostels, and I, I don't know if it can be asked with tents like ten miles out, and then you know, needing a piss in the middle of the night and having to sort of wander across the wet grass. I don't nah, <laughs> none of that. I, I don't. I don't fancy. And it. it's always pissing it down with rain up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I'd, I'd, I'd rather save me money and go somewhere hot, but at the same time, I've never been and I should go. Probably right off the tax. We could, couldn't we? Yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. It's business, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Meeting people. Yeah, yeah. Take, take the uh, roadmaster. How, uh, how much haggis can you claim back for? I don't, sm- I don't smoke the stuff, can I? You've put afternoon cheese. Ah, oh, yeah, I've been getting... How do you like your afternoon cheese, Guy? I don't really do cheese much in the afternoon. Uh, i tell you what, I've been getting right on it. Afternoon cheese. Right. right. So in my desk job during the day, three o'clock, it's turned into a little ritual. I've got these little... Um, uh, uh, well, there's two types. There's the little cathedral cheddar things that you open. Obviously, you open them, but like little mini ones. And they're, they're mature. You can chop them up, have them with a bit of apple, 
or you can have a baby bell. This Ooh. is all part of Slimming World diet. You're allowed, you're allowed a little bit of cheese. I don't so mind I thought, a cheeky baby bell if they're yeah. in, the, in the fridge. So I thought, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be having the cheese as part of the diet. And I've been eating in the afternoon. And it's been, I've been looking forward to it every day. Baby bells are extremely satisfying to open, aren't they? Yes. They really are. Yeah. You get all of that wax stuff, don't you? Yeah, but unfortunately, that wax stuff tastes fucking better than the cheese. Oh, okay. You're yeah, not meant that, to eat that, Pablo. Yeah, I know. But I'm not so keen on the baby bells. I like but, playing but, with the wax. You can model it. You, you soften it up, and then you, you put put it together, and you soften yeah. it up, and you... Uh, yeah, you, you, you make, make a big cock out of it, don't you? Well, little ones, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Part, isn't that part of it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A just, cheese cock. Just leave it hanging around for somebody <laughs> to discover. Yeah. <laughs> and the more, the more baby bells you eat through the week... <laughs> the bigger the, the cock. The bigger it gets. <laughs> Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at Patreon.com slash promoter mouths. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, so we haven't got any new Patreons. No, that's all right. Uh, give us a share, give us a review, and uh, as long as it's a five star one. Um, I, but, th- yeah, I thought you didn't like five star. I like five star reviews. Yes, okay. I'm, I'm not so keen on five star shit 80s music. So, what we got next, Kai? Uh, it's now time for comedy rumours forward slash shit housery. Uh... Thank you, Dara. Um, you've put um, in brackets a name of an act, England's best comedian review. Yeah, yeah. You sent me this on the uh, WhatsApp group. Um, uh, yeah. It was one from that Mumble magazine, wasn't it? Oh, were they the ones that actually review people for money? They were the ones that review people for money. And this one... It was an absolute hatchet job. I can't work out whether it was actually a joke. The review was meant to be a joke, whether it was done by a mate or whatever. Not. The guy's Lee Kyle, and his show is England's Best Comedian. And somebody's done a review of it uh, in a sort of Geordie kind of accent. Is he if a... you got it, it might be worth reading out. It's actually quite funny. But Is he a real... Reviewer. Um, Lee Kyle is a comedian. Is he? Yeah, he is, because I, the name rung a bell, but I went on the Comedy Collective Facebook group and typed it in to see if there was any kind of misdemeanors that he'd been mentioned in. But there wasn't. There was just him sort of uh, punting for gigs, and I think he might have arranged one. So I've no idea whether he's good or not, to be fair. But, but the review, according to the reviewer, he's not. But I, uh, I think the guy who wrote it is related to... The guy who runs the um, publication, maybe? Yeah, my lad, Damo Jr., runs the mumble. Anyway, my first foray into the world of comedy critique began yesterday when I were flicking through that their fringe guide and I saw Lee Kyle, England's best comedian. Now, my mate Jimmy Bruce and most of the Burnley miners think I'm the funniest guy in England, so I went along to check out the competition. Bloody hell, he was shite. That's a good way to start, isn't it? Funniest man in England? He's not even the funniest man in Newcastle. Um, He goes on. He thought he was telling jokes, but nobody else in the room did. You could actually hear a fly buzzing about in the awkward silences after his so-called punchlines. Nah, bag of shite. In fact, I heartily recommend that that their Lee Kyle gets some sort of bowel irrigation done on the NHS because the amount of shite that came out of his mouth was astonishing. It just kept coming and coming. 
Watching Lee Carl's dodgy attempt at stand-up reminded me of when I were doing my national service and got one of them kangaroo fish stuck down my penile shaft. <laughs> Fucking painful. And after ten excruciating minutes with Lee, I was wanting the fish. If that's the standard of the comedians in Edinburgh, this is going to be one hard slog. I, I, I can't work out whether that's a hardship job or whether it's just a matey sort of piss take. Is, Kyle, is Lee Carl an actual comedian? Yeah, I think he is. It's a bit much calling yourself show England's best comedian, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a red flag. Material one star, laughs one star, delivery one star, room one star. Maybe you didn't pay 30 quid. Yeah, mm. Got that one for free. All right. Um, yeah, so that happened. Yeah. And then that leads us on, though, from the shittest show, apparently, to... Oh, yeah, the... Uh... Absolute joke of the fringe. Yeah, so this is this every year at the Edinburgh Festival. Um, the best joke is given an award. Um, now, this year, uh, there's been a quite a reaction to the best joke of the fringe. Because it's shite. It is shite, but there's a couple of things to say about that, I think. Um, well, firstly, it's shite. Should we, should we, well, without preempting it, well, we just have, haven't we? We preempted oh, it. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, don't be sorry. It's all right. I've got it here. So, here we go. Uh, I've got it on Sky News. I think the most offensive thing about this article for me is her bloody comedian, wide I'm a wacky comedian face that she's pulling there. I don't know how she won it, because it's not her joke, is it? It's a really old joke that you probably has done the rounds years ago. And the reason we don't hear it is because it's not very good. Yeah, where is it? Hang on a minute. Uh... I've got it there. Read it out, Kai. You can spot it. I started dating a zookeeper, but it turned out he was a cheater. Um, Congratulations, you've won a prize. Yeah, it's a bit rubbish, that. But uh, it it forced a lot of comedians to go online and say how shy it was. Mm. So, so, so it was a... Uh, I don't know, unfortunate. I mean, congratulations, you are for a prize. You keep that forever and you would have had a top time. It's voted for by people. And I guess it's it's down to sort of the mentality of those people, isn't it? And the intellect. Yeah, maybe. There was a really clever joke on here. Yeah, I saw one that made me laugh. Uh, yeah, this one. Nationwide must have looked pretty silly when they opened their first branch. I like that. I like that. I thought yeah. that was really good. That, I, I, there's about 20 of them. And out of all the ones I read, that's the only one that actually made me giggle out loud. I quite liked, um, last year I had a great joke about inflation, but it's hardly worth it now. That's not bad. I had a shit joke about a boomerang, but I couldn't remember it. But it'll come back to me. Oh, That that was an actual one of my one-liners. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Dirty dozen of weights. And I reckon that is such a... There's not a massive mental leap to make that joke, and I reckon lots of people would have come up with the same joke. Mm. Think of a joke about a boomerang. Oh, I've forgotten it. Well, come back yeah. to me. That's the trouble with these kind of jokes, aren't they? I mean, you sort of engineer them backwards a bit and my, uh, get a bit obvious. My friend got locked in a coffee place the overnight. Now he only ever goes into Starbucks, not the rivals. He's costophobic. <laughs> Who's picking these? That's, that was Roger. Roger, what's his name? Um, Swift. Have you seen Roger Swift? <laughs> I think he's like virgin on genius. I, I really do. But what I put him on, a, a theatre gig was running, and 
like it didn't go down well. So he he openly admits he can split a room. And the, I went for a piss afterwards, and a guy knew that I was a guy putting it on, and he started to look to me and said, can't believe I paid to watch that. But I think he's absolute genius, and sometimes he absolutely tears the roof off. Or, or I mean, I think that's sometimes the uh, risk with one line of comedians. Well, Bennett Aaron's got one. I entered the How Not to Surrender competition, and I won hands down. Yeah, that's all right. It's like, it's more, that's more of a crossword clue than a joke. I mean, that, that's how a lot of these one-liners are a bit. Did, you, did, you used to um, be an actual act, didn't you? Did you do one-liners? A few. I found I really got on my own tits because I, I was constantly thinking about one-liners. So I couldn't even concentrate on a normal conversation because I found myself just thinking, well, how would that make a one-liner? Or oh, okay, there's yeah. part of my brain running all the time. Trying to write one-liners, it's fucking tiring. I'm glad I stopped, mm. and, and so are a few other people I imagine as well. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd start off with a joke about the Titanic just to break the ice. Yeah, that's not bad. That's Masai Graham's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were far better ones than the one that won it, but it's out of the hands of. Yeah, anyone, that's really. true. That's true. But you, you, you don't look. You don't cover yourself in glory if you piss all over somebody's award, though. That's the only other thing. That's you know. That's what everyone's doing. That's what everyone's doing. I guess we we did it a bit. <laughs> well done. Well done, Lorna Rose Tree, 44% winner. Yeah, I you can't argue with 44%. Do you know what came second? The most British thing I've ever heard, a lady who said, well, I'm sorry, but I don't apologise. When you've got an unfunny person in the office and they, they have a go at making a joke, and if they happen to hold a bit of authority, everybody has to begrudgingly laughing. There's <laughs> 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 definitely a joke there. <laughs> Fuck off. Parking like a twat in Loddon and Shedgrave. In brackets, the local bit. Ah, yeah. So, so you've put... More bloody vandals. Yeah, they, they, they're they relentless, these vandals that we've got around this area. Do you uh, see what they did this time? What did they de- what, what happened? Smashed all the church stained glass windows in. Really? Yeah. Did that actually happen? Absolutely. Smashed them all in. Little scrope bags. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. So they, they, there was the phone box, there was somebody's window next door, there's the bus stop, and now they've stoved in all the beautiful stained glass in the church. Oh, Little shit bags. I hope they find out who it is. They need to be going into the church and uh, talking to dear sweet Lord Jesus about their bad lives. I wonder if they'll they'll ask for forgiveness. Yeah, they should do. They, and they should light a candle and uh, go off and uh, yeah, go go into the little room, talk to the priest, and uh, don't do anything. Don't do everything the priest asks you to. Pablo, it's not that sort of church, is it? <laughs> um, but we can't go getting ourselves cancelled by God. Uh, no. Um, let's move on. Uh, you know, you've put uh, Blue Wheelie bin not taken away. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's uh, it's all been happening this week in Lorden. Um I was on the uh, Lord and I, and uh, yeah, lot, lots of uh, things been going down this week. 
which is a uh, what happened well 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 there's a couple of things did, did, involved, a, blue, involved, did a blue wheelie bin not get taken away yeah somebody said somebody called ryan bowen said uh does anyone else know why the green bins weren't collected last week so it's a green wheelie a bin. green wheelie bin yeah yeah and uh somebody else put no and that was it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, and then, yeah, I did read it. And a bit further down, somebody said, well, I'm going to put both of my bins out and see which one they take. It's basically Monte Carlo, this, isn't it? You know, uh, I saw another one as well. Uh, um, This is uh, Pauline Margaret Stewart. Hello, Pauline, if if he's listening. Probably not. So she's written uh, in in, in sort of English. She said, have someone taken the dog bin on the edge of the field by Big Back Lane in Chedgrave away, as it's not there, or it's it is vandals moved it. Mm. That's word for word what it said. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think the gist of that is that somebody's uh, taken the dog bin away. I think the dog bin's the least of her worries, isn't it? Yeah. Basic grammar, probably. Basic, basic grammar. She she's put lots of commas in places where it doesn't need commas. Okay. And no full stop at the end. Or well, somebody did put though. Oh, I was out last week, and I heard gunshots, and thought nothing. Well, thought that was strange, or thought nothing of it. And I came past today, and all the all the signposts have been shot. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, so yeah. So they heard gunshots, and now it's like the Wild West over that side. Ah. On the way to Beckles. Wow. Well, they won't be real guns, will they? Well, she said they've been shot. You know what? It's probably those uh, airsoft things we were on about last week. You think so? Yeah. Did they do that much damage that you'd notice? No, they well, they, kill, they kill animals. That's why they're taking off kids. But obviously, they went bang. Airsoft right. doesn't. Uh, what? No. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, um, it's been, I a, feel, I feel it's like been a quiet week. People shooting actual gun in the Loddon. That feels like it would get more news coverage than what it's got. Yeah, it just seems to be somebody went. Oh, somebody was shooting stuff. So, do you think it might be bollocks, guy? No. Yeah. No, I trust the person that's written it. I know her. Yeah. She lost her green wheelie bin. <laughs> no. We, we've wheelie been having fun with this one, haven't we? Seagull News. It's now time for Seagull News. Right, so this is a bit of personal Seagull News, this. Right. Do you remember last week when I said that I'd write a poem about seagulls? Yes. You have I've written a poem about seagulls. How blow. I have, and uh, I'm, I'm very pleased with it, right? And I'll tell you my inspiration. A little while back, a few years ago actually, um, Mrs. Pablo was painting. She said, what shall I paint? So write on it, and this will uh, fill in a few uh, blanks for you. This was way back, and I said to her, can you paint a picture of me coming out of Greg's having a pasty stolen by a seagull? And she painted it, it and it's it was it's actually up on my uh, wall in Lowestoft. That it exists. I've got a photograph of it. I'll put I'll I'll, uh, I'll put it up yeah. on the uh, on the group later. Actually, looks like me. And um, and I thought, what what's what's going to write a poem about? And and I've, I've written a poem to commemorate that day. So <clears throat> I clear my throat. Right, you ready for this? I'm so ready. Right. And this is a could be like a Lowestoft episode. This this is called the Battle of Lowestoft. Fat folk and a fat bloke with even fatter legs, queued for Beige Fair 
in the rain outside Greg's. The long line of plumpers were blubbery and stout. A line of type 2 diabetes, poor decisions and gout. Pablo was helpless and unsuspecting, lost in thought whilst busy reflecting, searching deep within and inside his soul. Will he eat a pasty first or a sausage roll? A tepid steak bake is second to none. A three for two deal makes a great tea for one. Skipping out of the bakery into the lowest off sun. He could not have known this was to be the end of his fun. Perched on the white gantry high above Poundland, swooping down and swift towards the ground and, with all the majesty of a shit eagle, Pablo's pasty was stolen by a seagull. Just then, just like Hitchcock's the flock came wanting seconds and thirds. To the dismay of concerned children and other onlookers, Pablo screamed, Fuck off now, you fat February fuckers. Our brave hero's pride was wounded but not defeated. His pastry supply only partially depleted. He could at least reflect on his misguided mistake as he devoured his remaining roll and tepid steak bake. Oh, wow. Pablo. Thank you, Kai. That was sterling effort there. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Yeah. And I think the listeners have been treated there. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Yeah. yeah. That was worth doing Seagull News for three weeks. Yeah, well, or four weeks, know. just to get to this point. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's not um, our uh, Seagull News... Opus Deus, or whatever you call it. That's just the beginning. Wow. It's the beginning of the journey. There's going to be more seagull magic, listeners. Stick with us. Let's move on to opinion whores. Ah, right, right. Um, you haven't put anything in here, and I'm not sure if this is going to stay in. Because I don't know how to word it very well. Go on. You put comedy impressions. Comedy impressions. Yeah. Now, there were quite a few comedy impersonators personators or impressionists out there yeah. some are very good yes our friend danny post hill yeah um is a prime example um and i was start it started getting me wondering about what impressions are acceptable and what ones aren't so for example as a general rule me doing chinese impressions go on no i'm not going to no i'm not that stupid but is not really very acceptable is it this is guys from japan yeah, does that make it all right? Can you do an impression of Mrs. Curry? No. I'm not again. Japanese is another one because I'm not going down that road. All right. Um, so then it got me thinking about why. For example, you know, if you do impressions of, let's say, female comedians. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got, for example, Sarah Millican. Yeah. Yeah. Geordie accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, now I can do that one, can't I? Well, I, I can't do it, but uh, she, she's got she's got quite a high a high uh, pitched voice, right? Yeah. No, that's not that's not her, is it? Is it? No, that that sounded Scottish. Yeah, yeah. So how how so? What's what's the Geordie? Um, all right, so for me to do my Geordie, I think a Spender Spencer, not not Spencer Spender Jimmy Nail, right? Yeah, you go. Hold on, while I stir moodily at the floor. Steer moodily at the floor. That's it. That's, oh, it. that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. got there, didn't we? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and she talks about cake a lot, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah. So I can do that one. But then it got me thinking about other female impressionists that we could do. And I thought, well, what about somebody who's 
popular at the moment, somebody like Rosie Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I thought, no. You can't. Well, well you can't do that one, can you? you know, where is it? Where, where do you draw yeah, the line? When's it? I, I guess when it becomes mean. Yeah. Does it become, if it becomes mean? And that, the, the trouble with that is, it's subjective, isn't it? Uh, like uh, Jim Davison, a much maligned Jim Davison by a lot of people and much celebrated by others. He used to do his chalky. He used to do his chalky, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, now you don't do that now. But the the point I was making really is that, that I suppose it would be very hard to get away with doing it without it seeming like you're being mean-spirited about it. Don't you think? I think so, yeah. And the trouble is, there's been so much trodden... Like ground trodden down before you, so as soon as you go there, it sounds a bit mean. So if you do an Indian thing, yes, I think partially that sounds mean because uh, there was a lot of racism around in the seventies and eighties, yep. and people would do their accent by in a way to sort of be mean about it. Mm. But people used to do like what's his name um, in the wheelchair. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Stephen Hawkins. Yeah. They used to do that, but they would just put on like a mechanical robot voice, didn't they? Yeah, that wasn't even his voice. No. That was like a speaking spell, wasn't it? Um, who else is there? But the, yeah, but the point I'm making is that um, I suppose people aren't yeah. going to rush out and do it, are they? Even if she was really popular and, and, and could be done well. If it's done, I've seen it done, I've seen it sort of come full circle. I've seen uh, an MC talk to a couple of Chinese people in the audience and then do their accent, but do it with such a level of fun and love, he got away with it. And there was an extra edge, because everybody knew instinctively that you can't really do that these days, but he was doing it. Mm. So it's it's a bit like when you watch a carry-on film on a Saturday afternoon when it's pissing down raining outside and you're flicking through the channels, you go, oh my God, it's actually got edge now, you know what I mean? But if if it comes from a nice place, I think it's kind of all right. But the trouble is, there's so many landmines in front of us with this kind of thing. Like I said, we should be able to do it. Like an Indian or a Pakistani accent without it being insulting, but you, you can't. You could do a Scouse accent, yeah. And actually, you might be, you know, as a man, if I did a Scouse accent, people might think I'm being mean. Mm. I've been listening to a podcast and watching a podcast uh, called Bad Friends. It's, um, that rings a bell. Though, I think it's I'm an right. Asian guy. I think he's Korean called Bobby Lee. Right. And I forget the name of the other guy. And the other guy keeps doing some really bad oriental impressions in <laughs> right, front of him and they laugh about it yeah and it's right, kind of, right. is that acceptable because it's a joke between them yeah I'd sort of say so yeah and it seems to be they do well, all the time yeah he's always taking the piss out of his mother and all sorts and you know yeah i mean I, it really has to not be in a, a, a bit be mean the trouble is as i said that's subjective because you, you can say not to be mean as a bit of bit of a fun you know you're just having fun but if somebody's hearing it and then infers that you are being mean, and then it can kick off, can't it? So you are sort of treading on landmines, aren't you? Are people triggered by it more than they need to be? It's dangerous territory, isn't it? I could completely get it. It's a great topic for opinion laws. It'd be interesting to ask uh, Danny next time we see him, or chat to him, where where he draws Draws the the line. line. Yeah, yeah. Because there must be lots of celebrities he might like. Well, no, he does Diane Abbott. Yeah, he does, yeah. He doesn't black up for it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I completely forgot she was black then. I just and, thought she was a knobhead. And Frank Bruno. We're yeah, allowed yeah. to do Frank Bruno's. 
Yeah. So where does where does doing the voice stop? Because Frank Bruno, not a minari. Yeah, yeah. You know that's yeah. fine apparently. Yeah. But if he had a heavy Jamaican accent, you probably wouldn't be allowed to do it. No, no, no. You you can't have a beer can sandwich. What's that? Well, if if you if you can't do a Jamaican accent, um, if you say beer can as in a beer can, yeah. And then say sandwich afterwards. It sounds like you're saying... Beer can sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? <laughs> oh, thanks for that. You've just got me cancelled <laughs> without me realising it. Do you see where it's... So, yeah, that was a, that, that's another way of, um, of kind of looking at it. If somebody speaks in a good English accent and they're Chinese, it's fine. But if they yeah. spoke Chi- in a quite a heavy Chinese accent, you couldn't do it. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Even if you were being endearing. Yeah, I could be wrong. Jackie Chan is that a no-no? Yeah, if it, well, it, you know, if if your mindset is I'm doing this impression to take the piss out of Chinese people because they're, they're, they're you know I've got a um, I look down on them, then that probably comes from a bad place. But I think it's all, almost got twisted now. People will do it just to just to um, just because it's taboo to do it. And that in itself becomes funny. Mm. I think that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, there was a great Father Ted episode where uh, where he was trying not to be racist, and uh, yeah, he, <laughs> well, he was being racist. He, he said, "He said, hey, Dougal, look at this," and he put the lampshade on his head and did it and pulled his eyes apart. And just as he did it, a lot of Chinese people appeared at the window, and he was, and and he was stood by the window. Like gesticulating, and there was a smudge on the window which appeared just exactly where his uh, <laughs> top lip, lip was, so it made him look like Hitler. And just as he was doing that, the Chinese people passed again. <laughs> but that is funny, isn't it? It's funny. Yeah, yeah. That is funny. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, where does it come from? It comes from the writer, doesn't it? And it depends on their intent if it's just for laughs. Yeah, and I think it was. I yeah. mean, it was just for laughs. Of course. No, that, that sitcom's but it's a minefield genius. now, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. It's a minefield. Yeah, so I thought I'd just throw that in on Opinion Horse. Yeah. It's no, not it's... a bad bit of a chat. And pretty good, yeah. Where do we draw the line on that? Yeah. I think, I don't know, we haven't handled it in a particularly intellectual way. We've just said, well, there's this and that. People don't, we're not part of the intellectual dark web, are we? I mean, we're the bloody promoter mouths, we talk shite. Yeah. So I don't think people tune in to find out what's happening with the, you know, the, 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 the latest strain of philosophy. We'll leave that one there. Hellfire and damnation. In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged or where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell. Thank you, Diane Abbott. So I've put, and this is a phenomenon, that happens do, 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 at do. every bloody gig that I go to. And this is middle-aged men who drop their guts when there's loud music on. Is that because you're that middle-aged man? No, I'm not that okay. middle-aged man. But you go somewhere and you go, ah, oh, someone's done it. Someone's done mm. it. And it's normally, if, if, if somebody's been drinking lager all day and and they they stood near you and they just drop their guts, happens every time I go and see a band. Every time. Right? Right. Yeah. Have you, have you come across this? No. No, maybe you're the guy then. <laughs> no, I That's haven't. probably you, isn't it? But I was there watching the Mondays, right? And I was there, like, giving it me best bears dancing. 
And then this awful smell came around. And I thought, I'm just going to call it out. I'm just going to call it out. And, and I, I thought, I'll see who cherries up. So I said, right, some dirty bastards dropped their guts. Who would do that? Did what you... filthy bastards did I was doing it really loud? I've been on the lag all day, so I was feeling brave. There was a guy next to me, cherried up, right? And I looked at him and said, was it you? <laughs> <laughs> and he just creased over the woolly laughing, like, because he'd been called out. He's there, he's, he's there nodding, like, he could hardly, he could hardly stand up. He thought it was that funny. He's going, yeah, mate, it was me. <laughs> Brilliant. And then I... I, I I've gone from disgust to breaking a smile because <laughs> it's a funny moment, yeah. right? But but it, it does get on me tits when <laughs> middle-aged men drop their guts. I used to work with a lady, actually. She wasn't a middle-aged man, but she was Welsh. Uh, Bronwyn, she was called, years ago. This was in the 90s, but she was deaf, right? And she thought, because she was deaf, because she couldn't hear herself fart, nobody else could hear herself hear her fart as well. Right. So she just sat in the office and she just... Let out little little cheeky farts. Tommy squeakers. Yeah, yeah. But not only that, right? She'd actually manoeuvre herself so she'd lift the book, buttock off the chair to oh. let it out. Oh, everything else about it was really prim, right? <laughs> Absolutely prim, and, and she was really sort of, you know, um, quite taking herself seriously. She couldn't hear anyone complaining either. She couldn't. No, honestly, she just she'd let go. She thought nobody, <laughs> no, 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 nobody was uh, taking any notice. I've put. In Hellfire and Damnation, simile hyperboliques, as in hyperbolics. Yeah, what's this then? Well, it's another review, and it is reviewers who just go too extra on it, right? Listen to some of these. In one review, for somebody called Gabby Killick, it was a five-star review. Good, good on you, Gabby. From that Mumble magazine. Oh, right, okay. So, this this... Probably cost her 35 quid. Well, at least a one off a five star. Gabby Killick is cheer is a cheery, delightful, happy individual that exudes energy like a beetle exuding a caustic liquid. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Next one. Read on a bit further down. Like an interceptor jet, she is firing questions at her unsuspecting guests. Like the venom from a tree pit viper. Yeah. She is ready to strike with her jokes without remorse. Ah, okay. Another one? Yeah. Keeping the attention of one human being can be hard enough, so a cluster of strangers must be a challenge, but not for Gabby. Make them family, take them under your wing, and when they least suspect it, unleash a tornado of mind-blowing and thought-provoking gags that smash through the audience like a crash test dummy's first day at the office. Wow. Final one? Yeah, go on. Like a comet, hurling through space and time, this show will impact on you like no other at this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Wow. Well, that's some some review. Yeah, that's good, that is. You, you, you don't like the similes. That's what you get for 35 quid, mate. Yeah. No, too many. You know what? Weirdly. That can go in the bin, in my opinion. Hold up, hold up. Weirdly, I have been uh, listening to an audio book about NLP, right? Neuro-linguistic programming. I've been listening to an audio book about it. I thought, ah, what's that all about? I'll have a listen. And fourth chapter in, similes. And it describes the effectiveness of similes and how that can really help persuade and convince people that need persuading and convincing. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do it in persuasive language in English all the time. Yeah, yeah right, you okay. drop one of those in. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what's up with that then? In one review? Yeah. You, and and it used a lot of the senses, because it, it used smell, sight, sound, and feelings. And and if you if you do that according to NLP, apparently if you do all of that, you you you've you've basically mesmerising people, exuding energy like a beetle exuding caustic liquid. I mean, look, you you you've got vis- visual, you've got um, yeah, <laughs> it's like the venom from a tree pit viper. Doesn't really marry what they're trying to say, does it? <laughs> to be fair, yeah, like a crash test dummy. <laughs> First day at the office. I mean, you're describing something that's bad there, not five stars, are you? I think um, Darren Brown does a lot of that. NLP, it's, he's big into it. It's Yeah, I can see that. A lot of the suggestive yeah. stuff. I mean, I like the idea of getting into more healthier thought patterns. Because mm. when people say, I can't help the way I think, I often think, yes, you fucking can. Right? Okay, yeah. You can help the way you think. You can just change the way you think by thinking about the way you think and then deciding to do it a slightly different way. And um, that's why I thought I'd read about um, neuro-linguistic, whatever it was. Programming. Programming. Yeah, uh, yeah I thought I'd give that a go. Um, it's a bit heavy going, to be fair. It is a bit, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? It's yeah, also, yeah. I think if you've got a bit of a psychology foundation, then it yeah. helps because yeah. you can sort of understand some of the deeper meaning but yeah yeah nlp yeah yeah so you're reading my mind now uh i'm I'm influencing you by suggestive language it's good in business it can be well that's what this this one's about for negotiations and things well i do that in my job Mm. so so yeah so i figured that might be useful and i tell you what since i've been listening to it i've I've, I've spotted other people i'm thinking i think they're they're one of this Oh, well, then, yeah, some practitioners. I've spotted yeah. a couple. I thought, ah, right. Textbook. Now it, now it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. It might, yeah. yeah, it might take you far. If you're an NLP expert. Jimmy Carr um, swears by it, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah. So it sort of reads a bit like a cult, though. You know, I don't know. It, it's like, I thought, am I getting bloody indoctrinated into something? Mm, it is persuasion, but it's manipulation as well. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Form of yeah, I mean it's it's like um, cognitive behavioural therapy, but instead of using instead of influencing somebody that's got damaged thoughts, you're influencing people to help them and to influence your own thinking and uh, going forwards. Transform your thinking to tackle any situation at work, at home, or within. Yeah, I I genuinely think it's probably something we ought to be a bit smarter about. Because if somebody cuts you up in the car and then you get all wound up and then you walk in the house and you're in a bad mood and you take it out on, you know, the people that you're coming in the house. What you'd need to be thinking, and I might have said this, used this phrase before, is that dickheads are are inevitable. I mean, you've got to have a mechanism for sort of dealing with things that happen and a decent sort of detached way of dealing with stuff. It doesn't always work. Yeah, you know, but uh, you if you're know. conscious of it, if thinking you don't have to be an expert to just think about it and yeah. maybe yeah, realign it. My late ex-father-in-law, he was a black cab driver, and he'd, he'd get caught up on whatever. You, and I remember driving around with him, and somebody sort of did something a bit wacky, and he said to me, "So Paul, if I die of a heart attack, I want it to be my fucking heart attack, not that 
C-U-N-T's. I thought, I thought, yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, I thought, I, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot in it. Anyway, I didn't expect to say all that. Nice. But I did. Shall we plug our gigs, Pablo? Uh, yeah, let's do that. I've got a few coming up. Go on, you know yourself Actually, I've out. got a few. I've, I've put a few of mine on. Um, September the 1st, JJ Whitehead. I've added Andy White. Do you know Andy? What's that, Andy? Andy White, big afro. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Andy White, I've added him. September the 7th, I've got Frank Sinatzi yes. in Beckles. Yes. And Pam Ford. Oh, brilliant. Just added Pam. Yeah. And... October the 5th and 6th, I've got Adam Bloom and Mary Burke. Ooh, right. That's that, a, that is a decent lineup. For both of those yeah, gigs. Yeah, yeah. Um, really pleased with that. Um, so, yeah, really uh, exciting. Um, www.shaftofwit.com if uh, you want details of when and where. I won't bang it on about mine. I'll just say go to wcbcomedy.com and have a look. There's plenty going on, and hopefully, over the next few days, there'll be a bit more going on. Well, contrition. Thanks, Jordan Peterson. Uh, apologies. Got any apologies? I don't think I have. Um, I feel, on reflection, I, I think I've got an apology to make. What's that? Well, one of our patrons, Steve Felton, double-barrelled vagina pie. Yeah. Uh, he was, um, you know, barking about the fact that we were late releasing our podcast last week whatever wasn't he a couple of weeks ago a couple of weeks ago yeah and i said steve wind your neck in what on the pod yeah yeah wind your neck in steve yeah um and i felt bad about that oh did he actually uh well yeah because he he came on to the um patron and he said something um and then at the end he, he put wind your neck in and put a little laughing emoji and i thought is he just doing that because really he's in pain um, and so he's just, you know, making light of it. I think it was rather mean of me. I mean, yeah. he should definitely have wound his neck in, but the, yeah. the point I'm making is I shouldn't really have told him. Yeah. It's not my place to tell Steve to wind his neck in. Steve, unwind your neck. You're fine. Relax. Yeah. Yeah. You're all right. Yeah. Stand down, man. Stand down. <laughs> <laughs> Steve used to work where I currently work, right? Mm. And where I currently work, there's a cupboard with a load of uh, mugs in that have grown over the years of people who come along, put their personal mug in, left the company, and their mug's still there. So there's a bit of an amnesty. Uh, um, come take these mugs. We'll throw them out if you don't collect them. But to the, all the ex-employees? No, well, to all the current employees. The ex-employees were like, you know, we're going to, you know, there's a fella called Kevin who's not worked there for about three years. His cup's getting in the bin. You know has it I mean? got, this is Kevin's mug written on it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So no one's using it. No one's going, that's Kevin's just taking up space. So all these mugs were going. There's a couple of mugs there that were Steve's and I knew they were. One's a pink pussycat dolls one with sort of scantily clad pussycat dolls. Okay. Which is good. Uh, there's a fella I liked giving that cup to just to sort of undermine him. I'll wait till he goes into a meeting and go, there's your tea. And it's got like a <laughs> load of naked women on it. I can see him grumbling. But then I found another one, right, at the back. That was Steve's. That was Steve's. Yeah. And I found another one, which turns out it was Steve's. It, 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 just just a white cup, and it had the words on it, after I've had this coffee, I'm going for a poo. And that was <laughs> that found its oh. way to the back of the cupboard, and I rescued it. So, Steve, next time I see you, mate, 
I've got your mug. I'm keeping the pussycat, pussycat dolls one, obviously, but you uh, you can have to go in for a poo. One I do back. like that, giving it to someone as they go into a meeting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they can turn back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, see, they have before they've but surely, surely the next one, you, you should give him the, the poo one next. You've got to put that one to the test. I, I could do, but I think I'll give that one back to Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. So, yeah, sorry, Steve. Yeah. Just keep the patrons coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed that. I, I'm, I'm off for four days. Got what are you, you going to do for four days? As little as possible. I'd probably go for Mad Run. Should we squeeze a Patreon in at the weekend? We can try and squeeze one in. Yeah? Yeah. With a pint? All right. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what we'll do. Yeah. Uh... Poetry Corner with Pablo and Kai. Yeah, do you want to write a poem about seagulls for next week? Can you do it? Want's a strong word, Pablo. <laughs> Want to. I, th- I think the listeners would love that. Um, I'll have a go. Yeah. Let's uh, let's draw this one to a close. Thank you, Pablo. Thank you, Kai, and thank you, listeners, especially the beloved patrons. Bye-bye. Bye. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.